Hello, and welcome to the Still to be Determined podcast, the podcast that follows up on topics from the YouTube channel Undecided with Matt Farrell. I'm Sean Farrell. I'm Matt's older brother. I'm a writer, and I'll be asking him the questions, and he'll be answering them because he is Matt Farrell. Matt, say hello. Hello. (laughs) Before we get into the episode, just a quick reminder about different ways you can support the podcast. We, of course, appreciate all our subscribers, all our commenters, all our likers, and likers, everybody who a liker, you know, a liker, a liker, somebody who goes around liking. And if you want to directly support the podcast, you can do that at stilltbd.fm. There's a link there, and you can throw some quarters into the jar. We appreciate any kind of support you're able to give. On to some comments from our last episode. Quick couple of shout-outs from Zachariah Stovall, who suggested that, Matt, maybe you could 3D print a garage or a shed (laughs) to give some first-person experience on the 3D printing of That would be cool to build structure, like a little... Little studio in the backyard, have it three printed, three D printed. It would be, cool. be uh, it, it, the ability to do that now, uh, mm-hmm. to actually come out with like some sort of like little beehive looking shed in your backyard would actually be pretty neat. Yeah, it would. Zachariah also gave us a shout out saying he couldn't wait till we hit five hundred thousand subscribers. <laughs> it's gonna be a while. <laughs> You're gonna be waiting a while, Zachariah. <laughs> I appreciate. We of that. course would welcome all subscribers, but. Uh, word of mouth being what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a while. Yeah. We also heard again from Arna Biswas, who kindly shared his thoughts about panels versus tiles. And this was, this has been a uh, discussion that's um, been picked up a couple of times on the channel because of different videos that Matthew's done in investigating the benefits of one over the other. And Arnab shared some thoughts along with the perspective of as an electronic engineer, he has a lot of DIY expertise in this area. So his suggestion was he would be able to do a lot of this work himself around selecting panels. And he also lives in India. Mm-hmm. And he pointed out that the panels there are very cheap and that labor costs are very cheap. So for him, the benefits of the panels versus tiling a roof with solar tiles would be the option he'd go with. He also pointed out and agreed with something that we'd mentioned in previous episodes that sometimes subsidies play a role in all of this. He's not aware of any subsidies that he would be able to benefit from, but given the overall cost out of pocket cost being Mm -hmm. less in India, he would be leaning toward panels over tiles. Yeah. Yeah, India's got great prices. Fantastic. And also uh, the, environment being what it is there the 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 amount of daylight and the the location depending on where you are in india it's a very very large country so depending on where you are it's gonna it's gonna vary as well but um given given those uh the access to that level of daylight around that part of the world would be uh, a great benefit as well yep So for today's episode, we're going to be discussing Matt's most recent episode, which is the future of solid state wind energy. No more blades. This episode dropped on May 18th, 2021. And up to this point has racked up 1.2 million views. That's a lot of people looking in your windows. I don't know. I don't know how this is happening, but okay. What are the... (laughs) 
when you uh, curious from the the perspective of somebody on the outside of a YouTube channel looking in, mm-hmm. do you get to see any special analytic information that gives you a clue as to what has brought someone to a view? Do you see keywords that may have been used to find you? Is this something that is the right combination of like solid, solid state energy production? Is that something people are going and looking for or Mm -hmm. is it wind energy or is it the fact that you have the word blades in there and people just like (laughs) blades? It's a, it's a combination of everything. Yes, we do get insights into this. Like when you look at YouTube analytics, we can see what the common search terms that people are looking for that are sending people to videos. But when a video hits like this, this is the YouTube algorithm doing its thing. It's just like people who have watched videos on who knows, solid state batteries and wind energy and solar panel videos might like this. And if they put it in front of a person and they click that thumbnail and they watch it and they watch it for a long time, they watch most of the video, the algorithm is going to go, okay, let's roll it out to more people and more people. And so this one I think is just a combination of, I talk about solid, solid state and then wind energy combined with an interesting looking thumbnail and title. It's like, I just think it was like the perfect storm (laughs) for this video, which is just, I'm just, I don't know. I was traveling this week and I was visiting my parents when the video launched and I didn't look at my analytics immediately like I usually do. So it was probably had been out for maybe six or seven hours by the time I looked and I looked and at that point was hundreds of thousands of views. And I was just like, like did a double take and hit refresh. Like that can't be right. It's usually not that high. (laughs) It just took me off guard, but I think it's the subject. I think it's an interesting topic and it's, it's just, I think it's the right topic, the right time. And it just kind of caught on. I will say as somebody who's a regular viewer, obviously of, of your channel, the image for this one was particularly eye catching. It really did look like it was a window into a sci-fi future that, um, was very, uh, captivating and and like triggered a, a strong response in me i was like oh i can't wait to watch that so it's yeah it was it was a uh very very effective image to use and as you point out in the video your initial response to this is how on earth could this possibly work yeah and in some cases you <laughs> the descriptor of no more blades is a little bit of a misnomer um mm-hmm. Because certain things like the the pods that you described still has the blades the video, inside. There are blades yeah. inside. Um, so in some cases, it's not that there's no more blades, but no more visible blades or no more correct. You know, like you know, uh, moving parts that you could actually touch. So these are all there's safe. That as, yeah, there's a <laughs> safety the to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the, I mean, one of them being called sweat. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah sweat sweat yeah um <laughs> one of the things that st- the the device that is being used for that building in Rotterdam is the mm-hmm. engineer who developed that is is he located there or was he it was mm. Epstein Epstein right yeah Epstein yes yeah he, he's is not he located in the US there from I don't know I actually don't know where he is right now but no, he's, he's not in that location, but they're taking but they're, that concept. They're taking his work. They're taking it to a scale that 
obviously it's interesting to me that they would take something like this that is not even being commercially produced yet anywhere Mm -hmm. and they're applying it in the building itself the design of the building is to incorporate it yeah that's kind of an audacious very step um and and again that building the design of it super cool it yeah. just like very futuristic it it reminds me of the building in london that is shaped like a i guess it's called the pickle um yeah you know, yes. giant egg-shaped building very avant-garde design very you know really pushing an old city in a direction to look new and mm-hmm. and i can imagine that going back far enough when the eiffel tower was built above paris the response from the public would be what the heck is this thing exactly of course, now it's an identity and i think that we're seeing now contemporary efforts to recreate that eiffel tower moment of designers and architects are now of the mindset of like we know what the eiffel tower was like then versus now it's become the icon we need that icon yep. so a building like that is is fascinating the incorporation of this technology which is a series of wires mm-hmm. i couldn't help but think <laughs> one of the complaints about the giant spinning blades of normal wind turbines is you're killing birds and you point yes. out like the number of birds like keep things in perspective um it's you bad know, you say it's a bad. number you say a number in in isolation and it's like holy cow you know like yeah. that's an enormous number and that's terrible and wind power is evil and then you yep. say but the number of house cats that kill birds that's something that was in the news here in new york city it was about six years ago um mm-hmm. there was an article in the new york times which was animal experts talking about the bird populations in the city being decimated by house cats mm-hmm. and because the birds are killed it affects the insect population which leads right. to west nile issues because there aren't enough birds eating the insects before the insects become carriers of west nile so it's part of that whole like the, the life cycle of all of these things is all interconnected um but i couldn't help but think that building with those wires yeah i kept thinking it's remember when we were little our mom had the hard-boiled egg yes. slicer <laughs> Yes. He's picturing birds flying into it, flying and like, through it and just coming out as <laughs> five slices, like slices <laughs> falling from the air. People yeah. walking on the street with umbrellas up because bird innards are landing. I really don't, there. I really don't think that's going to happen. What's going to happen is I could see rows of pigeons just like, you know, like on, you know, electrical lines, like it was have <laughs> birds just like lined up on it. <laughs> The, and the, the bottom the bottom part of the u <laughs> of that the building is going to be covered with like <laughs> yes. every day there's going to be a custodian out there with a hose just yeah i think that's going to be the biggest problem for them is how do you keep the birds off the line <laughs> right and then another one that you spoke about was the and i'm and i didn't catch the name i was trying to type it out while i was watching the video and i didn't get it entirely but the vortex induced vibration resonant device the Vortex Bladeless is the company. The Vortex Bladeless, right? Yep. Um, which <laughs> the comments holds... in the video. 
We've already talked about the image you used. We already talked about the image you used for um, the video, a very futuristic looking of, you know, shot of, of a bladeless energy producer. And I wonder why you didn't go with an image of the world's most energetic dildo. It really, I have one. I have one. I usually create, you know, four or five different, you know, thumbnails to flip through if one's not working. And one of them was just the, the thing. And it's like, it makes me laugh every time I look at it. I was like, it's hard to tell what that is, but it looks really dirty. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. One of your commenters actually left a comment saying, my girlfriend is apparently obsessed with bladeless wind turbines. She even has a prototype in her nightstand. (laughs) Um, In in my video, it's like, I said, it looks really weird because I didn't want to, make the comment but yeah. whoa boy the, you guys that watched the video have been <laughs> yeah. have been saying all the things that popped into my head <laughs> i think the funniest comment for me was actually from rye daddy who wrote you paint that wiggling column the right shade of green and it would blend right into any desert as just another cactus and yes. while i enjoyed that comment i thought it would also look like the angriest cactus you've ever seen <laughs> Just imagine somebody on a nice desert hike and looking through a field of cactus and, and you and I, before the pandemic, um, it now feels like it was about 10 years ago. I think it was two. We went yes. to Arizona Yes, and we were there for a tour of a self-driving vehicle company that has yeah. a fleet of, of, uh, self-driving cars and while we were there, I'd never been to the Southwest before. And it really was on the way from the airport. You're suddenly just in very flat terrain with cactuses everywhere. Everywhere. And it really just like, I hadn't been in that environment before. And it really, it was spectacular. It was beautiful. And I imagine somebody hiking through the desert and looking at those cactuses (laughs) and then seeing a bunch of them look like they're angrily <laughs> back up. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> you're getting too close. Yeah. And I also thought of the confusion of the birds in that environment. I mean, we talked about the building with the wires and the birds flying through and, and turning themselves into egg salad. Um, but there would also be the confusion of the birds trying to land on those vibrating <laughs> bladeless <laughs> devices. I can just imagine a couple of birds sitting on them and like, do you feel something moving? I, <laughs> hey, hey, Bob, I can't click. I can't, I can't correspond to this thing. Yeah. Um, the next design you talked about was the vortex turbine. And it's a very simple dev- de- device that is, effectively two or three scoops that yeah um the positive there obviously is that it can pick up the wind from any direction and it's not as it doesn't have as large a profile as the bladed turbine allowing uh animals to to more easily avoid it um and as you pointed out in the video at the beginning even about the bladed turbine something as simple as painting one of the blades can create enough of an effect that animals stay able to avoid it. Yeah. But there was a comment that was left about some of this stuff, um, not being necessarily as good in an environment like New York city versus a environment like Texas where 
and I think that that's kind of missing an opportunity of, of, you know, some of the creative thinking that goes on. There are these vortex turbines actually in New York city. We have some of them. There's, uh, within my own neighborhood, there's a whole foods that has in the parking lot. You can see they have, they have some of these vortex turbines on top. They're, they're, they're called Savonius turbines. Right. Right. Um, those turbines are actually on, it looks like the roof of the building and some of the, they're effectively on large stands so that they look like they're, um, they're looming over the, the building itself and they create a kind of, when you first see them, they strike you as more a modern art exhibit than anything. Yeah. Because as they slowly turn, they create an interesting, from a distance, they create an interesting two-dimensional optical illusion of looking like ribbons that Mm -hmm. are disappearing. So it creates this very interesting visual effect, and it's very striking. Well, one of the things that I'm glad you brought up that commenter, because it's like there isn't one way, one technology that we need to lean into it's like there's different technologies for different situations so like this may work well for new york city this one might work well for areas of arizona and texas and this one might work well for offshore it's like it's it's not like one of these is going to replace all the stuff we did before it's it's gonna be a a mixture of all the stuff um some of these are good for high winds that you need for out at sea others are better for a lower wind that's gonna be generated inside of a city so it's it's use the technology that's right for the job but the thing I was trying to bring up through all of this was I kind of tried to downplay the bird thing. Uh, and a lot of people have said that I shouldn't have done that, which I don't agree with, but I was trying to just give it context. The whole point of the video was here's other technologies that will be really good for birds because there's no moving parts. Birds aren't going to be killed by them. So it's like, that was kind of the point of why I was bringing this up of there's a lot of stuff on the, on the roadmap and, and that's being researched right now that should help to alleviate a lot of these concerns people have around today's technology right and it's not that it's gonna necessarily replace it wholesale but it's gonna be a patchwork of all the stuff right it seemed very much like your argument i could understand why some people might miss yes what your point was but your argument was not we should avoid this or go to that based on the death of birds correct it was yeah, the we can bird make it issue is is in some we cases it it's used by some people in a in a way that again, to argue against something when taken into context it not only is not as grand an issue as some people make it out to be but also it's now very easily avoidable so right so th- that that was the main point of what I was trying to bring up of right there are solutions to help mitigate that issue. It's a, it is an issue people should be concerned about and it's something that people are trying to solve. So it's that's kind of all I was trying to right put out there <laughs> yeah and, and i wanted to end on the comments that came in t- in response to your question about the power pod the power pod mm-hmm. immediately i'm just like well star trek <laughs> that's a star star trek device right there they just introduced yeah. a star trek device it looked like this kind of thing that you would take uh be able to quickly set up i could imagine it has you think about emergency response teams being able to show up and drop these things off at locations where there's 
been a power outage and people being Mm -hmm. able to stick one of these on a roof or a bunch of them on a roof of some building, um, you know, thinking in terms of like flooding or an earthquake, some major event, which has caused a grid collapse and these being a way to quickly and safely bring power to a certain spot for a certain amount of time based on what looks like no moving parts on the outside. Yes. Yes. And, um, just a really fascinating design, the simplicity behind it of, of incre- the fact that it increases the wind speed mm-hmm. by funneling the air through a smaller exit and the things that people are able to do yeah. with, with, uh, that kind of, it really goes back to the water wheel. It just it felt like it felt like it was taking effectively a simple idea of an idea that's been around for hundreds upon hundreds of years and taking mm-hmm. that to its next logical place, which is you build this little thing, you can put it into a truck and you can drop it off where it needs to be and it can work. But it, it could also and you raise the question, would you mount this on your roof? Would you put this yeah. uh, on your home? And there were commenters who like the previously mentioned commenter who said, well, somewhere in Texas, yes, but in New York city, no, I think that's missing an opportunity for, for it's, that's a statement that it seems to be saying like, well, you don't have enough wind in New York city. Um, the buildings channel. So I can much tell air. you, you put those on top of some of our <laughs> yes. taller buildings, those little turbines are going to be moving can, 24 hours a day. I used to work, work in the financial district of Boston. And I can tell you, you take a step outside that building and it feels like you're in the middle of a wind tunnel. It's yeah. like, cause the buildings funnel it down these streets. So it's like, there's a lot of opportunity for wind capture in the city. Yeah. A lot. And other people were on the other side quickly jumping on and saying they would absolutely do this. There was one interesting comment and I, I wanted to bring it back to this comment about these technologies being studied from a noise generation standpoint, and I'm curious yeah. about whether or not you knew what is the noise generation of any of these things, including, do you know what the noise generation of the standard large propeller wind turbine is? Does that effectively sound like a giant whooshing sound or is there it's, something else to it? Yeah, no, there's a giant whooshing sound there's a a low vibration from the gigantic turbines and if you live close to one it's going to be very distracting it's this like thrum um so that complaint of noise is a very valid one but like when you're talking about building offshore wind turbines and stuff like that you will never hear them it's like they're so far away right um but for these i didn't look specifically at what each one did for decibel levels and the kind of sound because some of the companies weren't providing any information. Some of them were only providing information of this one's virtually silent or like right. the vortex turbine, the one that vibrates. Um, they did say that there is a moderate amount of sound, but it's, it's, it's minimal and can be minimized and, right. and it, it won't be distracting depending on where you've put it. So it's like, if you build it on the top of a building, you probably won't hear it, but if it's closer to the street level or something like that, you might hear a little bit of something, but. It's, 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 yeah, I couldn't help it's but something think, to concern like, yourself. Is that about? thing going to sound like, I don't know if you've ever seen these videos of like the dog playing with the doorstop that's mounted <laughs> on the baseboard. <laughs> yeah. Like, does that thing just sound like a constant vibrating spring? No, <laughs> um, no. Or something like the power pod 
it does have a spinning turbine disc inside. You will it. hear something. Yes. I imagine it it could make some noise that might sound like a I mean it could be something that would sound like potentially a spin cycle on a washing machine. You could hear something like that possibly. It's completely different technology, but uh Ben Solens, a YouTuber, did a video on um I can't remember what the name of the company is, but they sell these solar panel systems where it's a solar panel that has this thing on the back of it that uses that energy to generate water, drinking water just from the air. And it's like this amazing technology. Like imagine you live in Arizona or Australia, you live in an area where water is a concern. You can provide enough drinking water for your family just by putting a couple of these things up. And he bought a couple for himself and he lives in San Diego and he put them on his roof and he did a, like a one year later about like how it's been. And he's like, it's amazing. It's amazing technology, but they are so noisy (laughs) that I think his neighbors hate them because when they run, it's like the, when they're generating the water, it is like having a exposed compressor sound from a refrigerator just on your roof it's awful it sounds horrendous so it's like i would be concerned if you got this power pod if it would just have this just a constant sound so it that is something to be concerned about i couldn't find any details about the power pod specifically but right yeah and there is a positive that quickly turns to a negative yes because as you point out with the solar panels hmm, they only work during the day but if at three o'clock in the morning, the wind yeah. is picking up and, and you start it sounds like your house is about to lift off, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be a negative. Yes. So to continue that conversation, I'm interested if our listeners would be interested in, as Matthew says, would you use a power pod on your house or would you in your backyard put up some of those vibrating, <laughs> I don't know what to call them. <laughs> Would you put them up as waggling fingers to your neighbors? Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what you think. You can find the contact information in the podcast description. That is, of course, available on the podcast provider you're using or YouTube. It'll be right below this video. Please do subscribe. We have many ways to support the podcast. You can subscribe. You can (laughs) leave a comment. You can like. You can also go to stilltbd.fm and you'll find a support the podcast link there and you can throw some pennies in the jar. Please be sure to give us a rating or view and share us with your friends. All those really do help the podcast. The podcast helps the channel. The channel helps Matthew and then Matthew puts dirty pictures into his videos. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.